You know, it's not every night I'm sitting on the couch with Brenda watching a movie, getting ready for dinner, and you look over on your phone, and there's your friend Scott Denisi texting you saying, hey, man, let's talk about Rick and Morty. And I was really happy that Scott reached out to me because people were going to him and saying, oh, man, Canada's like trashing your game. And I don't know, if you listen to my review of Rick and Morty Pinball. I did not, I did not like blanket trash this game. I glowed about certain elements of the game that I love so much. And I said two of the shots in the game were really frustrating. And that's the only two things that really detracted from my overall enjoyment of the game. I did not say I was selling the game. I can't wait to get the game. Brenda loved playing the game. She wants the game in the apartment. I want the game in the apartment. What I want to do is figure out how to make those shots less unbearable to shoot at. And so Scott called me up and we're talking on the phone and I said, hey, look, bro, let's not talk amongst ourselves. Let's just record it. Let's get on the show and let's discuss your feelings about my previous episode and let's talk about what adjustments people can make to the game to make the game more enjoyable. And I also want to say this, John over at Jack Bar, since I've left, since my review went up, he has been talking to me about different things and trying different adjustments on the game to make the game better. Other people in the community have been talking to me about how important one thirty second of a millimeter of an inch of a this or that adjustment can have such a big impact on the game itself. Now, it's obvious that this game needs to be set up the right way to hit these really difficult shots because if it's not set up and tweaked the right way, these shots will, will be very, very, very frustrating and overly difficult to hit, okay? And you're going to hear from Scott about things you can do to make the game better. But I also want to say this. The blanket, and you know, I'm just going to bring this up. The blanket sort of dismissal of my ability to review a game after playing it for two hours. And look, I'm on Pinside and I hear people trying to say all these negative things about my ability to review a game. And I just want to say this to Hilton because he's the most vocal in calling me a moron, calling me an idiot, as if my opinion about a game that I just spent all this money on doesn't matter. And I just want to say this, Hilton, we know you're a good pinball player, but pinball players come in all shapes and sizes. Pinball players come in all skill sets. You can't call someone an idiot if they have a feeling on a game. They're allowed to tell people what their experience was with the game. And Hilton, we know more than anyone out there, you've been tinkering and tweaking your game left and right to make it play the way it plays for you right now. And I'm just here to say that not all these games coming out of box are playing as smoothly as yours is playing. And here's the thing, I'm thankful for guys like Hilton. I'm thankful for guys like John at Jack Bar because these trusted operators are giving Spooky and Scott invaluable feedback on how to tweak these games so that more and more people open them up and have a great first new in-box experience or out-of-box experience. And I almost feel bad for Scott on some level because back in the day, at the Whitewood stage, games like this would be put out on location 
to test the geometry and get feedback from the community and from the players. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Games are not tested out on location. Games are not tested with a wide variety of players that much anymore. And before you know it, the games are shipping and the first buyers are the guinea pigs to the games. Okay. But don't get me wrong. Don't mistake my frustration with these shots for a lack of enthusiasm to get the game. What you need to do is understand the context of what I did today. I went and played this game for a certain amount of time and my feedback was what I gave you. I I didn't hold back. I didn't sugarcoat it. I'm friends with Scott. I love talking to Scott about his creation and I understand completely how hard it is for him to be an artist of something and for someone to zone in or, or nitpick two parts of an overall design that has hundreds of design elements that are working so well. And I wanna tell you right now, this game is much more fun than it is frustrating. Yes, there are a few hard shots, but the overall package of Rick and Morty is gonna be highly, highly enjoyable for the people who get this game. And I'm not here to hype the game and then flip it. I think it burns Hilton that I'm just going to get the game and enjoy it. And Hilton, not in a million years, not in a million years will I ever be as good at pinball as you are because I will never apply that much time of my life to pinball. What I enjoy pinball for is playing with Brenda and my friends when they come over. I enjoy having a few beers and hopping on a pinball machine that's based on a theme that I love. Rick and Morty makes people smile. Rick and Morty makes people laugh. People are going to enjoy this game. I actually like the fact that the ball times aren't so long and there's so much to immediately enjoy in the game, all right? So without further ado, I know you heard my other show. I'm not taking back anything I said, but what I will do is I will go back to Jack Bar and play the game again after John makes some of these tweaks and I'm sure that I will get that upper spinner shot more dialed in and learn how to shoot it better. The bottom shot is going to be really difficult, but it is what it is. It's not going to change the fact that I can't wait to get this game. Here is Mr. Scott Denisi, the man who made Rick and Morty pinball. All right, the man that's been kicking my chair in the movie theater, Mr. Scott Denisi. Scott, thanks for reaching out. It, it, it was fun today playing Rick and Morty for two hours, and I'm so happy that you hit me up and we can talk about the, the experience. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I just got a new pair of shoes actually have like metal tips on them now. So like when I kick the chair, it's going to make more noise so that everyone around you is also going to be pissed off. Right, right. So it's not just you. We'll, we'll share the wealth. Of, I'm just kidding. Let, let's. Uh, so what happened? Someone told you I reviewed your game. How did, how did you hear about it? People are reaching out. They're like, holy crap, uh, Chris just like destroyed your game. I'm like, uh, okay, let me go take a look. I listened through it. I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's some harsh, uh, harsh stuff, but it's okay. Most of my frustrations, because I say that word all wrong, was with the upper flipper shop, which, which you we've heard yeah. feedback on it. So let's talk about it, because those were the two things. Those were the only two things I really had problems with. The rest of the game I absolutely loved. So yeah, and that's and that's really good actually. If that's the two things, so let, let's talk about those upper flipper shots. I think uh, maybe if I clarify a few things on them, it'll it'll make a little more sense in what you were seeing. Yep. So. Basically, um, what was happening was the um, the well. The, if, we'll start with one of them, right? So there's two two main shots off of there. So that bottom shot that goes to the garage, that shot is going to be difficult no matter what happens. 
all the time. Like it just that is a difficult shot just based on where it is. Um, you know, uh, during the Whitewood iteration process, I actually like right before production, we made a final decision. I'm like, hey, we're moving that flipper down. So we took the uh, took the right flipper and moved it toward the player slightly, right. uh, just to give it a little bit more, so you can kind of get in there a little bit easier. So it's it is makeable. I've seen I've watched tons of people play this, uh, and people like said that hey, that is difficult, but you can get it. Um, so that one that one's fine. You know that it's just going to be difficult. I ironically, Scott, I actually think I hit that one more today. So. You, no. Yes. So uh, and that's that's the thing that concerns me <laughs> because that shot is not is supposed to be the difficult of the two. Right. OK. Um, and then I was thinking about it. And as you were talking about this thing, you were getting 10 percent of the shots were going through that upper uh, that upper area there. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that that shot just isn't adjusted properly on that specific game that you played. Um because we, I can, I mean, I'm not even really a good player. I can loop that thing a bunch of times uh, before it starts getting too fast, and then you can't hit it on that part of the flipper because it's like the upper part of that flipper. Right. Right. So it's so high on that flipper, it's ridiculous. Talk to us about the adjustments, right? That 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 John can make. I want to go back tomorrow, by the way. Yes, yeah, John. So I hope you're listening. This can this can save it. Um, so take off that noob noob plastic that's right there next to the ramp, just that little triangle piece. And there is an adjustment for the actual rail itself, and you can open that up. It's like a, it's you just loosen the screw, that little hex screw, and then you can slide it open a little more. That'll help kind of guide the ball in there. I'm not sure how they set it from the factory. Um, right. And then also, we discovered recently that the diverter wasn't being used properly in the early code. So when that ball comes around, the diverter is actually supposed to close and help that ball go nice and smooth back to the upper flipper. So that could be also what you were seeing too. I'm not sure what version of code he's on, okay. but uh, th- that has been fixed. I think they're releasing that code on Monday. Gotcha. So I think. Yeah. Okay. He updated the code today to to a, a newer code, so it might have been in there. And what about the flipper? The flipper, Scott. So that also, we've seen some adjustment videos on the upper right flipper. Is is that something you think people need to tweak out of box, or they uh, should be it good? It should be from. It, it should be from the factory. It should be fine. Um, some people are saying just bring the flipper up slightly. Uh, the, that ultimately, that flipper should just be in line with that guide rail there. That's how I had it um, okay. on the uh, prototypes and everything. By the way, but um, yeah, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough. And I, I'm sorry, man, that you think I'm kicking your chair the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's see, as I was saying, like I love so much about the game, and those two shots were really hard today, and and consistently hard, and so. W- as I was saying, because they were really hard, I started to just avoid trying to hit them as much as possible. But I still went for it. I mean, every time the yeah. ball was going over the right upper right flipper, talk to me about the timing on that upper right flipper. Where where on the flipper do you do you is it because it's pretty quick shot as it starts to touch it the is. flipper that you're going for that to rip the spinner shot. Yes, absolutely. So it's right at the top. Like so, and you'll get a feel of it once you start seeing what's happening. But it is very, very high on that flipper to the point where it's uh, it just it feels a little bit awkward at first. Okay. And uh, you know it's uh, it's supposed to be like that though. I mean, I wanted those shots to be separate, and it just turned out that way that though that worked best in that configuration. Um, so like, is that ramp that left ramp is in such a weird place? 
right. uh, that it doesn't give you much room there. And I have, and nothing could be moved uh, to the right. If you look at that play field, I could not move any of those shots to the right because it would get in the way of that horseshoe. Right. Um, so there's like, it, it's so crazy when you design play fields like this. It's actually, uh, it's actually super, super fun. But I do all of this in 3D. And then if I have to move like one post, there are so many constraints on every other little piece of geometry on there that like like 20 different things have to move as well if I want to move one little thing. It's crazy. Is it, is it so. Scott, is it hard? Because I was thinking about this and... And, and mm-hmm. you've been getting feedback and, and I, you know, I think on my show is just trying to give you my experience. And I think pinball machines oh, yeah. are always difficult because you've got player skill, which I do not pretend to be a, a phenomenal pinball player. You've got how the game is set up by the operator. Uh, you've got a lack of time on the mm-hmm. game itself. And I've always said, like giving a review, this is Canada's first pinball review with Rick and Morty. I am not selling the game. I can't wait wait to get it i think i'm getting it next week hopefully because we're all stuck in our homes and i have no pin um but how what what would you say on average uh the success rate of hitting that shot is for you for someone who's been playing in a while for me i can i can hit it about like if i'm actually going for it i can hit it about 90 percent of the time whether i can hit it again like on that loop what hit it again maybe 50 percent Okay, And then it goes down from there because it starts picking up more and more speed. And there is a point where a good player won't be able to loop it. At, like Even like the perfect player in the world, a computer was playing it. It wouldn't be able to keep up. And eventually the ball gets too much speed and it will you will not be able to hit that sweet to spot. To react the fast enough. Yeah, like it just won't. So it's, it's really interesting. I think I've seen uh, someone do four loops on it. Okay. And then, yeah, and then that was it. But uh, we'll we'll see as we watch more streams. I, I feel like I, I said, like, I was hitting it about 10% of the time. So, I, look, it's probably a combination of I really suck at pinball on some level, which a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, but that just seems wrong to me. That seems really, really off to me. And that's why I was like, I was like, oh, man, I got to reach out and see what the heck's so, going on. So I know that John did what you said uh, he removed the plastic and he showed me the picture of the screw that's behind to the left of the rail of the of the what do you call that the metal rail that guides the, the guide ball. rail yeah the guide rail yeah the guide rail so he he showed me that he was able to move it back and open it up more okay cool and he was reporting that he was hitting it about 50 percent of the time just when he jumped on immediately so that's okay that's good so I'm gonna go back tomorrow and okay. play again and mm-hmm. but here's the thing this is this is the realities of, of pinball machines and playing pinball for the first time. Uh, and so I do apologize, Scott, if I said that, you know, no, I, I did question some of the design decisions on this. Now, it's OK. <laughs> it's totally fine. You know what, though? This think about it this way for a second. Like, um, first of all, this is really complicated. And second of all, this is this is actually kind of like a little like a like a piece of art. Right. Like I'm, I'm going in and I'm. I'm starting from scratch, right? I'm going in and modifying all this stuff. Uh, And, you know, it may not be perfect for every single person, but there are aspects of all of these things that people do like. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to tailor toward um, making it difficult, yet also there are easy things to do, you know, because if I could easily just remove that shot completely and open up everything, you know, and like give everything else 
more space. Kind of like um, if you look at, I'm not putting this down because I like this game at Elvira. I love Elvira, but I'll tell you what, if you look at the width of all the shots, they're they're very wide. Like he could have, right. you know, if he wanted to, he could have put more stuff in there, put one more shot in there. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just wanted something that was a little bit more difficult. So that's, you know, and, and I, I tell you what, like I have learned a ton about design. I'm learning nonstop from TNA. I learned a crap ton from Rick and Morty. I learned a crap ton. So yep. it's just, you know, I just need to be improving constantly and learning things. So yeah. And, and this is why I just wanted to give the feedback of my experiences. As I was saying, feedback is going to help you and feedback is going to help the player learn how to shoot differently. And I think in our community, there's some, there's a, everyone sort of adopts an early fatalistic attitude on a game. Uh, and so, as I said in my review, I, this was my experience today. I'm still getting the game. Like there's people, Scott, who oh, think yeah. I'm, I'm going to oh, flip okay. this game. Like I'm not flipping yeah, it. Yeah, uh, whatever though. It doesn't, you know, it, to me though, I don't really care what you do with your own personal game. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Well, I want, but, I want uh, to play it and I want to get better I, I at know. it. I know. I wanted to at least chat with you though and get, I can't wait to see what you think when you actually have it in your house and you're able to like really get some time on it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and Scott, just for some of these adjustments, uh, it, it does seem that the, the ball guide and the rail there into that upper spinner shot is that something that feedback that early feedback from operators and players has that made its way into the manufacturing process at spooky are, are they opening that up a little bit if that's been some of the feedback or what can people expect yeah they all they they watch pin side uh they listen to stuff i listen to stuff and they're constantly making little tweaks to to things as they go okay so it's the it's the early on games like this that we really we that's the reason that Charlie likes to give those to his trusted operators right. because they give really good feedback and right. then, you know, they can change things going forward. Right. No. And as I was there, uh, if the game had any issues or bugs, uh, John over at Jack bar would stick in the USB cause it would capture like almost like a diagnostic yes. system yes. of what was happening. It's super cool. Yeah. He's got a debug version, I think on that, on that game where he can just yeah, he can send logs over to over to Eric, and Eric just looks at him, and goes, "Okay, that's what happened," you know. Right. Fixing stuff, working with him on it, so it's pretty cool. Scott, are you are you bummed out that there's no TPF and we're all quarantined right now and can't hang out? I am actually. Uh, it's it's quite sad. I was supposed to do a presentation with Charlie and do the the Twippy thing. It was going to be a lot of fun. Um, I am sad, but at the same time, though, I think it's probably for the best, though, so that we don't get each other all sick in case somebody has it or, you know, something. Right. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm actually sad he's not postponing it. Like, he's just saying, like, uh, it's canceled. Like, it's just not this year, you know? We have to wait a year. Yeah, that, that's a lot of stuff is like that. Some stuff is postponed. Some stuff is canceled. Then you got, like, Disney saying, we're opening up Disney World in two weeks, and everyone's like, nah. I doubt it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that, man. But that's uh, well, I mean, Midwest Gaming Classic just got canceled too. Yep, like officially, like canceled. But so, the, the deep root, the deep root reveal will go on <laughs> for the. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how smart that. Oh, for local people. I don't yeah, know, you man. can't really it, travel in for it, but um, yeah, it must feel exciting. Though. I mean, we talked about this last time, but all your games are sold. I mean, some of these companies were oh, relying yeah. on these shows to get sales and to get excitement. You don't have to worry about that. 
No, I'm not too. I'm not too worried about the sales, but at the same time, I am very worried about people being happy with the game itself. So, you know, where I'm actually like, I'm spending this whole weekend. I'm writing more music for the game as well. Uh, I don't know if people realize how long that actually takes to do and do sound effects and music and stuff. It's crazy. Now you, but uh, you. You did hear how much I love the music in this game and and the I did. Sound you should have seen. You should have seen me smiling. It just it made I, me very happy. I had Thank an you. issue with the. <laughs> I had an issue with the two shots. I think that was. I know. That's not yeah. Unfair. I didn't. No, I didn't bury this game. Teasing. People, I'm just look, teasing you, man. If I wanted to bury a game, I would just talk about Hot Wheels all day long. <laughs> I mean, that, I haven't I mean, seen but, anything with that yet. I know, right now, there's like an awkward silence. Is all the Hot Wheels buyers I are know. like, "How dare you, Canada?" Well, Scott, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I have to go check that out. You haven't seen it yet? No, no. I heard uh, I heard some pictures got leaked of it, but I have not seen it. Yeah, get ready to get dizzy. There's a, a there's a car that just keeps spinning. You can't stop it. Ah. Get ready. <laughs> um, well, Scott, look, I'm I'm super excited you reached out to me. I'm super Absolutely. excited to get the game. We're gonna tweak it. I'm gonna get a lot more time on it. There's and I'll say this: Brenda and myself, we loved playing it. And we just want to get better at it. And the design of the shots, we'll figure out. Um, they might be a little hard, but we're going to go back. And that's the whole yeah, thing about it's pinball. It's going to be hard, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's catastrophic. No. So like, no. it's not. It. It's for me like the prototype that I have right now. It uh, like I. I think it plays great, and that thing's just a piece of junk. Like it's. It's assembled like quickly. It's got like three D printed parts all over it and crap. You know. Right. And and I and I said this when I was at Jack Bar, and I hope you can empathize a little bit, Scott. Is sure. you know, it's like I walk away and I'm having such a good time, and the shot was really difficult. And I was saying to John and Brenda, I'm like, I'm like, this. These were the days where I kind of wish I didn't have a pinball podcast because I I want to give feedback, but and 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 uh-huh. my fans want quick feedback on stuff, and then there's there's just only so much I can do and only so much time I can put on a machine for the first time to give my first review, but it's not my final review. You guys know that. I'm going to go play this game more. I'm going to get this game into my house, but I want everyone to walk away from this chat realizing that A, I'm really excited to get this game. B, we had a ton of fun playing it and C, yes, there are difficult shots in the game that Scott designed and I think we will be able to set up the game where that upper spinner shot will be makeable more than 10% of the time, which is what I was experiencing yeah. today. Yeah, that's that's completely uh, something something wrong there. <laughs> All right, I just hope Chuck doesn't yank my game number 50 now after that review. I should have no, no, no. waited. You're fine. <laughs> All right, I can't man. wait. You should have waited. Was there, was there Scott, just because I have you, was there just a little bit of a delay yeah. for the butter cabinet orders? I'm not sure exactly. Like, I... So they, they do them in, like, it's real weird. They do them in batches, so they order, like, you know, a certain amount of butter cabinets, and then they'll just go down the list and then just, like, make all the butter cabinets and then wait for a while, and then they do another run. Right. So, it like, it pushes forward and backward, people. Like, so it, it just, it's real odd. It, but, I mean, I get why they do it. They can't, right. you can't afford to, like, make one-offs, you know what I mean? And question, you've, you've, you must have yeah. seen some people without even playing it or are already selling spots. Do you think, is that just a natural, that happens, that is the economy? What's happening is people are, uh, people are probably just wanting to cash in on that. I thought, I think I saw someone sell one, for, he like had a new inbox, like actually had it or something uh, for like $25,000. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Well, that guy, that's nuts. I think the guy was joking, but people are getting 2,500. Do you think that was a joke? Yeah, that one's a joke. The, the, the people, oh, okay, okay. people are legitimately though right now, 
if they have a low number getting about 2500 bucks over the price of the game, that's got to feel good. It's always good. It just means yeah, there's more it, demand than supply. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's what it is. I mean, Spooky can't make any more than 750 of them, you know? No. And even at that, that's a high number for Spooky, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, thank you for reaching out. I, I, this yeah. is great. This is how it should be. I, there, no, none of the man. other yeah. pinball designers will ever reach out. If I say something about Stern, they don't. They don't come on. If I say something about AP, you know what would have been great, Chris? Like if you just didn't say anything yet and just got me on the show and been like, "We're talking. Let's go do it." Right. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what I should do. Do you want me to? Uh, I'm just going to put this up right after it. I mean, someone's going to listen to that. All my listeners. They, they listen to every episode. It, it, it is a, a sequence of absorption of Canada's Pinball Podcast. So nice. we'll get this right up tonight. They'll listen to that. And then I think this will be a nice surprise that the designer came on and we had a little chat and we had a little bit of discussion of my experience. And this is how it should be. I'm not here to bury this game. I'm not here to bail on my Rick and Morty machine. Uh, I'm just here to give you, you know, a two-hour experience on a game that I'm going to own for a very long time. So thank you, awesome. Scott, for joining. Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot, Chris. I All appreciate brother. that. All right, bye-bye. And if he falls in love tonight, it can be assumed. His carefree days with us are history. In short, our pal.